The $75,000 National Open is tomorrow, and to win, you'll need big balls and big power. We'll talk about that, plus Trophy Cup and what's ahead this weekend. Let's go. It's Friday, October 21st. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. The National Open is at Williams Grove tomorrow, and this is after it was rescheduled from October 1st because of rain. We talked earlier in the week about the tight points battle between Brad Sweet and David Gravel, so if you want those numbers, jump back to the Monday show. The weather for Saturday looks uh, really nice, but things should cool off when the sun goes down, and cool temperatures means speeds will be up and qualifying will be at a premium. And that's really what I want to talk about today in advance of the Outlaws and Posse racing for that seventy-five grand tomorrow night. It's always important to qualify well with the Outlaws because heats are lined straight up by those time trials, but with extra money up for grabs and passing not always the easiest thing to do at the Grove, qualifying towards the front will be vital for the eventual winner. In the past five National Opens, the winners have qualified in the top three overall or in their group in three of them. In 2019, these are the, these are the outliers. In 2019, Brett Marks was P15, but he had a very good fifth to second run in his heat race to make the dash. Same with Donnie Schatz in 2020, qualified fifth, but went fifth to first. Those big moves, though, aren't a given in Grove Heats. A few weeks ago in that National Open Friday show, the top two in each heat started first or second, except for one, Carson Macedo, and he went third to second. So I'm not sure I'd expect any big charges in heat races tomorrow like we saw from Schatz or like we saw from Marks in the past. So that takes us back to qualifying. If you look at the best qualifiers at the Grove over the previous 30 outlaw races, their three names are at the top. They are David Gravel, Lance DeWeese, and Donnie Schatz. Gravel is also the top qualifier with the outlaws over the past six seasons as a whole. He has an average time trial spot of 6.67. That will definitely make him towards the top of possible win picks tomorrow. Gravel, obviously a guy that's won the National Open before as well. DeWeese is in there. He won the last outlaw race at the Grove and two of the previous three races. The Grove has such a unique layout, long straightaways, tight corners. Your car has to be both really fast, but also able to turn on a dime. This isn't just flat footing your way around a big wide open half mile. This is big balls, big power down the straights, uh, and faith in good handling through the corners. One other area we can look at is how drivers have done on half mile tracks this season. Gravel leads all drivers in a half mile average finish, while Brent Marks has the most half mile wins. And he, I think he's the other one to watch tomorrow night. Marks was quick time in Group B a few weeks ago, won his heat race, uh, but uh, started fifth in the feature because of a not-so-great dash. He started third, ended up fifth in that dash. And then he ended up 27th after that wild flip out of the ballpark in turn four. If you might remember, that was the race where we had the rain. Don't let that fool you, though, with Marks. He's the top money earner of the season in a sprint car. He's a past winner of this event and one that will have to be reckoned with tomorrow night. And the World of Outlaws Championship aside, tomorrow night will be the classic Outlaws versus Posse showdown. And in this case, the winner takes home one of the biggest sprint car checks of the year. If you aren't headed for the Grove, watch it live over on Dirt Vision. And a quick Williams Grove side note for you. Way back in 2017, while I was hosting the Open Red podcast with Ross Weiss, we had Greg Hodnett on the show. It was episode 46, I believe. He got into a very detailed description of what it takes to go fast around the, gro- uh, around the Grove. And I clipped out that audio and shared it today uh, with some of my photos. If you want to hear that piece, I'll put the link to that YouTube video in the description below. Really good stuff there from the late, great Greg Hodnett. 
The Word of Outlaws late models are headed to the Midwest starting tonight. Uh, if you're a late model fan, they got stops coming up at Humboldt and 81 in Kansas uh, and US 36 in Missouri. Humboldt's a fresh stop for the Outlaws. Well, the series hasn't been to 81 since 2017 and US 36 since 2009. Uh, the last winner at US 36 in 2009 was Steve Francis, who's now kind of in charge of things right now. Uh, including World Finals, six race nights remain. Uh, for the Outlaws, Dennis Herb Jr. leads Tanner English right now by 98 points. 98 points is about 49 spots. Over six nights means English needs to beat Herb by more than eight positions a night. Not impossible, but pretty improbable, I think. And I don't really know what we'll see in terms of car counts. I got asked about that earlier this week. Hopefully the Midwest guys will show up to support these races. Lucas is done. Mars is done. The MLRA is done. So there's not a lot of competition uh, this weekend in the area. One thing I did want to call out here uh, is the announcer situation. With the loss of Rick Eshelman, we've obviously got a massive hole to fill in the announcer's booth for these races. This weekend, Ruben Morales and Ben Shelton will be on the mic to call the action. Ruben is the Summer Nationals PA guy. Uh, he was also previously the pit reporter for the World of Outlaws Late Model Series on Dervision. And Ben Shelton was actually the outlaw announcer when I first started at World Racing Group back in 2013. For World Finals, Brett Emrick will return to the announcer's booth, and he will be joined by fellow Dirt Late Model Hall of Famer James Essex. All these guys knew Rick well. They all worked with him, and I think this will be a really nice tribute to end the season. All three Late Model Nights will be streamed uh, live over on Dirt Vision. At Trophy Cup last night, 86 cars ended up signing in for racing, which was quite a few less than the 100-plus that were on the initial entry list. But again, not surprising after what we talked about on yesterday's show. Because of other races, some guys that were going to appear just couldn't. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, guys like Brock Zierfoss and, and uh, you know, we mentioned Carson Macedo. Actually, Macedo ended up racing. We'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, Ryan Timms ended up dominating the feature from the pole, which was aided by the track taking rubber not too far into the main event. Tyler Courtney, Kyle Hurst, Shane Gullibick, and Macedo completed the top five. Hurst is the high point man after night number one. They'll line them up and do it all over again tonight with the only difference being groups uh, and orders are reversed. After tonight, Saturday lineups will be set via the points with drivers keeping their highest point total of the two programs. And if you were wondering about Carson Macedo last night, yes, he did race a Tarleton entry, but he is not sticking around. He's on a plane today headed back to Pennsylvania and he'll be at the National Open at Williams Grove on Saturday. He was not the only outlaw driver that was possibly going to run Trophy Cup before the Natty Open was postponed. No real issues here getting approval for this event for the Platinum members. It's a 360 show. Tulare is an outlaw track, uh, so no issues there with these guys getting approval to run. If you can't get to Tulare this weekend, Trophy Cup can be streamed via pay-per-view over on the cushion. Also in action last night were the non-wing micros at Port City Raceway for the first of two split field prelim nights for the Keith Coons Motorsports Giveback Classic. Seven starting Steven Snyder Jr. took the lead from pole sitter Dazen Persley inside 10 to go and drove off to the opening night victory. Frank Flood, Cannon McIntosh, and Jake Nail completed the top five. Snyder is the defending event winner uh, and will be in a good spot come Saturday to repeat. Tonight, a fresh group will race and then Saturday's show will settle things. Remember, guys are racing for either $15,000 or a KKM ride at the Chili Bowl plus $7,500. You can watch the KKM Giveback Classic all weekend long over on Flow Racing. And looking around the country, there are a few other notable races to mention today. First, I have to talk about Bedford because several of you were in my comments yesterday reminding me about this weekend. Uh, the Keystone Cup is at Bedford Fairgrounds in Pennsylvania tonight and tomorrow. The event features a 22,000 to win main event for Super Late Models on Saturday night. You'll also get semi-lights, uh, semi pier stocks, four cylinders, late model sportsmen, and modifieds. 
This won't be live over on Flow Racing, and supposedly you'll see guys like Garrett Smith, who just came off that Dirt Track World Championship win, Chris Ferguson, Mason Ziegler, Rick Eckert, Greg Satterley, Matt Cosner, and a bunch of others. And ahead of the National Open, BAPS Motor Speedway in Pennsylvania has 410 sprint cars tonight, late models and extreme stocks. Sprint car show, 6,000 a win. You're going to see names like Casey Kane, Gio Selzy, Kyle Reinhardt, Justin Peck, and others. Uh, those guys will join the posse guys in the field. Uh, you know, some of these guys are going to obviously run National Open tomorrow night, but uh, get a chance to win some cash t- uh, tonight as well. This will be streamed uh, over at SprintCarUnlimited.tv, $26.99 if you want to tune in tonight. At the Orange County Fair Speedway in New York, Short Track Super Series North Region comes to a close for 2022. 50 laps for $10,000 to win. This will be the first championship coronation for Matt Shepard. He's set to win uh, several championships here in the coming weeks. He's got a 121-point lead over Matt Williamson entering the show, and this one is over before it even starts. Should be a strong field of modifieds, though. This will be live over on Flow Racing as well. And it's not technically dirt racing, uh, but the Silver Crown Series closes out their year on Saturday uh, on the pavement at IRP. Logan Seavey enters with just a three-point advantage over Cody Swanson for the title. The edge for this one, kind of based on past performances and experience, is definitely on Swanson's side. But Seavey has had some strong runs on pavement. I don't think this one is necessarily a given. The slate at IRP also includes the 500 Sprint Car Tour and Pavement Midgets. If you're nearby, this one would be a fun one to check out. It'll be streamed live on Flow uh, as well. Speaking of that streaming schedule, we're definitely starting to slow down uh, for, for dirt races around the country right now. Uh, normally, we would get 40 to 50 you know, streaming shows a day on a weekend like this. But if we're looking uh, you know, kind of over the next couple of days, we've only got 40 for the next few days total. Uh, but still plenty of good stuff to watch. Not quite the massive selection we get during the summer non- uh, months, but a lot of quality in there. You can find that full daily streaming schedule through the weekend at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Enjoy the dirt racing weekend ahead. Please hit that like button and subscribe to the show if you do not do so already. Thanks everybody for tuning in this week. We'll be back on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily. 